podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Everyone's still with us. Adam Smido Smith is on the line, live and exclusive in Technicolor, and he's here as well. Dave from Boxing's First. Aussie, Rappy Rob Kelly with me, Steve Wellings. Let's move on then, Aussie. I was looking through Twitter this week, as you tend to do, and uh, there was a bit of slagging going on about the pay-per-view, the big pay-per-view that was coming up. And somebody said, you know what, you should be grateful for these type of pay-per-views. Just imagine if Eddie Hearn walked away from boxing, where you'd be? Where would we be, Aussie? If Eddie Hearn walked away from British boxing, would it collapse like like the Great Wall of China, communist Russia? Would we see a collapse if Eddie walked away? Uh, no, uh, his dad fucked it off all those years back. And look, it's still here now and it's still continued. And you know that Frank certainly won't be going, wouldn't leave. And uh, Fat Mick, he's on a resurgence as well. So he'd try and lap up some of those fighters. Um, you have got to give him credit um, for, for what he has done, certainly. Um, it's not things I'm all into, but in terms of like production, fight nights. I think the big breakout fight for him was Frotch Groves one that allowed him to go one step further uh, with the rematch and after that and then he's got Anthony Joshua who kind of sells himself. But he's done a good job there as well. But he's now da- he's got an audience that cares for a, a product that is names and banter rather than ability and quality. So as we say, we're seeing Dave Allen now probably on his 10th pay-per-view against Mr. Fucking Blobby from America with big chippy tits. But people are buzzing over that because Lovejoy's got a padded record and Dave Allen's rocked up to the bubble in a Stone Island jacket and some fucking slippers. But they'll lap that up and they love they love that sort of stuff. Whereas for us, I'm more interested in seeing quality fights. And that's not necessarily saying, you know, like, it's, you know, number one against number two in the division type of thing. Just just evenly matched fights because they always produce the goods as well. Naturally, you can get some fights that are made and turn out good by accident. Um, example, Buatzi against that college. 99% of people thought Buatzi would smash him to bits. Um, but I, I certainly don't think it would collapse. I mean, at the moment, look, the only way he's getting the bigger fights on at the moment is sticking them on pay-per-view. The Dillian White-Alexander Povetkin fight earlier this year did, I think it came in at about 200,000 buys, which I still think is is fairly decent. I mean, you've got 200,000 people spending 20 quid on that. I don't think that's that bad. But for the numbers that they've churned out previously, that's quite a big drop to what they have been doing. Um... So, look, you may well kind of see him leave in a roundabout way if, if this Sky deal, um, he walks from this Sky deal and goes with DAZN. Naturally, with Sky, you have got a product there that is ready built. The marketing is done. You remove Sky Sports News. You remove everything Sky that he uses as a marketing ploy. And then you're reliant on a subscription-based service in DAZN, which is coming to the UK with no content. No football, no cricket, no Formula One, tennis, wrestling. You, you name it, there's nothing on there. And it's just going to be matching boxing. It'll be a huge ask for them. 
And that will be a test then to see how good he is because he's not only having to A, sell tickets, but B, bringing thousands of um, subscribers. So, look, boxing's always going to be here. It's developing, it's changing. Um, But if he was to walk tomorrow, would it still be, what would it be like in 12, 18 months? Well, it'd still be here, that's for sure. Yeah, Ozzy making some great points there. The skill set of Eddie would really be put to test because it's a completely different thing he would have to do then. Uh, Andy, we're seeing the rise of MTK, obviously AJ losing as well, zone drifting on in, people getting unhappy. At the moment, Eddie's main job is to sell pay-per-views, narratives and storylines to the casuals. But he's, I mean, he is an innovative guy, let's be honest. He is a good salesman. He will be able to always fall on his feet no matter what he does in life. But he's not on as firm footing, you wouldn't have thought, with especially with the British boxing public as he once was, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to disappear, but he's not necessarily the darling that he was when he came in eight, nine, ten years ago. No, definitely not. I mean, he came in in a kind of, kind of semi blizzard glory, shall we say? I mean, breath of fresh air, wasn't he? You know, the stale Warren years. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, he had he was he was the very first one to really kind of use social media to its absolute fullest. You know, that's been like it was peak Twitter. Everybody was trolling each other, and that it was just a free for all. And he. he you know, he, he, him himself, he got tied up in all the banter and that as well, kind of creating all that shit. Um, and as a result of social media use and that, he's created this cult following and they will hang on to every word. He's created fake bot accounts and stuff like that, just to kind of like, you know, just throw in a response and stuff. Um, you know, he's talked, ah, he's talked big. Um, you know, he said he wanted, you know, to be the UFC of boxing. You know, that the sport must be like, or a competitive level and it needs to have compelling cards and stuff like that. Not about, you know, cards with good fights. It's got to be a compelling card. So that basically means it's got to have a storyline in it. It's got to have, like, say, you know, someone who's trained very, very hard according to Bean, or someone who, like, works, works in a chip shop, or, you know, does, like, say, you know, a post round and he needs to get up at three in the morning and finishes the post round at, like, t- at, at noon and goes to the gym and all that sort of stuff. So it's all revolved with this story. Um, you know, he's tried to entice PBC fighters. Instead, all he got was Boo Boo Andrade, Daniel Roman and Jesse Vargas. Uh, and then he releases Michael Hunter, for example. Um, yeah, if he leaves, look, it's like everything else. Frank came in and took over for, for Mickey Duff. Mickey Duff came in and took over for Jarvis Astaire. You know, you go back to when the National Sporting Club was made, and that was uh, the guy Bettison. He he was uh, promoting that. I mean, whenever like a top figure leaves, it creates a power vacuum. And um, at the minute, it seems to be MTK or hoovering up all these fighters. I see they've, they've opened another gym up. Was it in Canada, I believe it is? I think it's out in Alberta. Um, that's that's right, yeah. like 21, 22 gyms and stuff like that across the globe. Well, Germany, Denmark, in South <laughs> Africa, Kazakhstan even, Brazil. I mean, they're all other places and stuff. So you would think if Eddie says goodbye and stuff, then MTK would probably like jump at the chance to get the Sky deal. As Ozzy says, Fat Mix making a kind of like a comeback and that like he's he's on Threshold TV. You can maybe make an arm. And I think that basically is what would really help here is if Sky would just end this exclusive nonsense with Eddie, because it seems to be that Eddie's got the final say what fights end up on Sky and stuff, yeah. right? We need to get back to open promotions, i.e. every promoter gets a chance, get a couple of dates a year and stuff. If Eddie's going to walk away, then that's the ideal opportunity to say, like, Fat Mick, you're going to get a couple of dates, you know, Give one opportunity if you want MTK. Um, there'll be like, like uh, uh, come Sam, uh, no Sam, uh, Steve Wood, uh, guys like that, for example, for VIP run, putting the guys on YouTube. Like, give you guys the opportunity to get British title fights, air title fights, and stuff. You know, get the Friday night fights back. 
make that as your kind of like your prospect type kind of show, then they maybe put on a, a main card on the Saturday or something like that. I don't know. Something along those lines. Give one promoter a chance with a prospect show on the Friday and then put a main show on the Saturday and with another promoter uh, in a different venue. I don't know. I mean, it just seems to be everything. Eddie says it's, they're not cutting back on their, 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 um, their money. Sky, it's just basically to do with the gate. He says like something Josh was losing something like six million quid at the gate or whatever and that. Uh, Okay, that's that's just mathematics. That's just a situation as it is and stuff. But you know, it was, I, I agree with some of these points. But what you said about, about Brooke and stuff, um, about the money. But um, all in all, Eddie's kind of like say, you know, he's earned a lot, a shitload of money for the sport and stuff. Like that. And I think at this point with the book coming out, I just think he's he's trying to be the celebrity. Maybe it's a bit like what Rob said about Tyson Fury. Maybe he's got one foot at the sport as well. Kind of looking up this this next. This next movement. I mean, he's, he's in business with Joshua with the premium gyms and stuff like that. He'll have investments there, a place, the Cayman Islands. He'll maybe have a, you know, been the Black Book somewhere with, you know, out in some yeah. islands somewhere and stuff like that. You know, so. we'll see him on um, I'm a Celebrity on yeah. ITV soon as well. That's that's sort of it up his tree in it. Just prime time TV. Type of yeah. thing. I, I always said Box Nation would have been good for small old shows. You know, like Steve Woods, Steve Goodwin, uh, Carl Grief, Steffi Bull type of thing and utilize that platform you know to get the small hole shows out there do them on friday nights whenever uh you know them building into it but it's going to be interesting to see i, I wonder like some of me thinks he's can't i don't know if he's going to walk i mean he keeps talking about this ufc model now that will never work in boxing ever you would need to lose all the one you just so say, for example, you retain the IBF and you lose WBO, WBC, WBA, you'd basically then need, say, one promoter in the world to sign everybody, wouldn't you? Mm. Uh, that's just never going to happen. I mean, I would. I don't know anything about UFC. I don't follow it. I, I know the odd fighter here and there. But I would say that there's a hell of a lot more boxers than there are people who compete in the UFC. I know you've got that Bellator as well, which is like the B standard UFC. But I would certainly say there's more boxers and there's more depth in boxing compared to UFC. So can you imagine just having all these fighters under one promotional banner? It'd be nigh and impossible. Never. And well, they keep talking about UFC. The fucking purses. It says it all. Conor McGregor got his biggest fucking payday fighting a boxer, not fighting his biggest fights in uh, in an octagon. And that's because money is to be made in boxing, and the dough is just not always there in UFC either. So that's the one thing that competition have. The only way you can see it work is if they say, right, the networks do a deal with each other and they just sack off the titles. Say so we're going to have one guy who's the champion in each division and then just agree to do cross promotions, but then cut out all the sanctioning fees and paying the, the, the fucking mm. governing bodies. The PBC tried that. to do that, didn't they, Rob? I think that was what they tried to mm -hmm. do when they first started. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah so, but then the other networks get together and they freeze them out. Like, So you have to say if the belts are not important and it's just the main guy in each division, then they could do without the belts. Like, you know, they'll just be the number one, whatever the fuck he is, world champion. Like, like back in the old days, but it's never going to happen. Like, never. 
Yeah, just just before we move on, then Andy, it does feel, as you said, like Sky's sort of watertight connection with Eddie, which is also cemented with the likes of the snooker and especially the darts as well. It does feel like it is starting to come to an end now that they're ringing the final pounds out to these people with excessive pay per views, which isn't necessarily Eddie's fault. I think that the top brass at Sky. And then, yeah. obviously, through Bean, are pushing these pay-per-views. And they're like, we've got the perfect salesman here. If anyone could sell eight pay-per-views involving the likes of Derek Chisora and all this other recycled shit, it's Eddie. So it's a sort of match made in heaven, isn't it? It is. And the end of the day, I'm sure I read somewhere that Eddie, part of the contract, Eddie had to provide six or eight pay-per-views a year. I might be wrong on that, but I'm sure there was something along those lines anyway. But as you say, even if even if Eddie wasn't looking, like if Eddie was looking long-term and wanted to be this power broker and this main man in the sport, and I'm kind of going off a tangent here about what the actual question was, but, you know, outside of Joshua, who's 31 now, fights twice a year now, what stars has he actually got? Mm-hmm. You know, to actually kind of drive forward an actual league, you know, then entice these guys. He's got nobody. He's never really kind of, you know, there's a hand, maybe even a, you count one hand how many fighters he's actually brought through for the start to world champion or to be to be like a big star. Now, one of them would be Joshua Kalyafai took for the start as well, and there's someone else I can think of. I can't remember his name at the minute. So there's two, two names minimum and stuff. Sky, it's. Um, just go again. I just go back to. I just think they need to kind of go back to the kind of small hall stuff and that, and leave the big shows. Uh, you know, you kind of have a big show every week, and that so you got to have more kind of like domestic level shows on there because it's only like we're a small country. You can, every show kind of be like world title fights and stuff like that, but you quite have quality. You quite have quality because this pay per view at the weekend is absolute travesty. Absolute travesty. Dave Allen against a guy who's supposedly weighing three hundred and forty pounds. You got two women's fights on that card. You go, we mentioned last week, you go, Kambosos and Selby, which probably be a snoozer and that. Guys probably struggle to make weight. And then Yuzik's fighting a kind of shot the shit fucking heavyweight, or kind of washed heavyweight, shall we say. So it's, um, I agree, they're ringing the bell, they're, they're, they're sucking out every single penny they can get at the minute. You know, everybody's got, got to live, everybody's got, got to get paid and stuff. But um, it kind of going forever. It's simply kind of going forever because, you know, this, this these empty arenas and stuff, it's going to be less for another six months, but it looks at minimum. So decisions need to be made. Eddie's Eddie's talking about like, you know, for example, you know, I can't pay Brooks, so I've got you know obligations to other fighters and stuff. Right? But obviously that's gonna be a knock on effect as well, you know, the money situation. But he's making sure his guys get paid to then, you know, no getting decent fights. I mean what I mean Blassie's opponent, for example, tougher fight than expected, but I bet he came cheap as chips. That guy that uh, that Shellac guy, whoever who whoever he was. Um but as for Sky and that, as it says, um they're always selling the product. They're always dancing to the tune, and you know, Bellew, Nelson, Macklin, they're all falling in line. Andy Clark was good for a bit, and that and he quickly kind of like followed suit, and that you know, just to be the company man, and that. So um, yeah, I mean, it will come to an end someday, and then they'll need to change the business. It begs the question. It begs the question: What kills pay-per-view boxing more, a global pandemic or? Audley Harrison versus David Hay. <laughs> Aye. Aye, we need ended, to bring Audley back. <laughs> that was what ended it. No, it was no. I think it was Hay Clutchko that ended it eventually. I'm sure. And then he needed it back for Froch against Kessler rematch. That's right. That's right. But um, this is if if you know, I agree with what Ozzy was saying as well. Was if if he if he sacks off Sky and goes with the zone, it will test his promotion abilities to the absolute fullest and stuff because he will need a team in there who will need to be on there out there every day promoting that shit. And you need you need something to entice you in, um, and there's nothing. As I says, you know, if you if you're going to entice me in to subscribe to your channel, right? You need something 
that I'm going to be interested in watching. And you've got nothing, really nothing. You're not making good fights. You're not making great fights. You're not making pound for pound fights. You know, you're not making legacy fights. You're making guy. You're making you know fights for your mates or your pals. Like you want to see your mates getting paid and stuff, so you can get a bit of money on the back end as well. But it's just, it comes, it comes at the cost of something else, and it's not uh, getting good fights. Well, that's a good point, actually, Dave. I'm going to bring you in at this point. It does come at a cost of something else because Eddie definitely put British boxing on the back burner whenever he signed up with DAZN. I don't blame him for his, to fault him for his ambition and that, Dave. He went over, he started Matchroom USA, he tried something with somebody else's money and he stretched himself far too thin. He hadn't got the fighters. He was bringing guys over like Tommy Coyle and all that to fill out these DAZN cards. He was trying to fulfil the Matchroom uh, UK obligations back with Sky as well. He stretched himself far too thin. And the telling thing for me, Dave, was that DAZN press conference. Do you remember when he said he was going to take over the world and then he comes out with Jesse Vargas? And I always remember Daniel Roman, one of the American journalists was there and he said to Roman, what's the deal with you and Eddie then? What have you signed for? What's the contract? And Roman was basically, I don't know. He sort of rang me during the week and said, you want to come on down to the press conference? And here I am kind of thing. And the next thing you had a three fight deal or whatever it was. But I mean, he stretched himself too thin, Dave, is the point I'm trying to make between Sky and between DAZN and, and it, it, the quality suffered. He certainly did, but he's Eddie Earn. If, if there's money involved, he'll sign the line. He doesn't think of the effect on boxing and that's what pushes people like myself and yourselves against him because we're ultimately there for the sport we're not there for the event that eddie sells we're there for the sport of boxing we was here before eddie hearn will be here after eddie hearn and he's sort of sucking it dry at the minute it's stretched thin the product's not there it's not competitive it's entertaining from a casual's point of view, if you like fireworks, if you like a backstory that this guy used to have a betting addiction, if you like commentators that are going to sell a, nev- a narrative, so no matter what is happening in the ring, they'll make it entertaining with some nonsense that they're spouting. Eddie Earn just not delivering the products. He's Like we mentioned earlier, he's talking of this UFC one title, one promotional outfit. He won't even talk to the next biggest promoter, who is just down the road from me. He won't even talk to him to make the biggest fights. He's full of shit. He's there to make his money. He doesn't care about boxing. If he died tomorrow, he'd walk away with his with his pockets full and he wouldn't he wouldn't care any less. Strong tough to me, though. You're going to have to try and follow that one then. Final word to you. Like I said, whenever Eddie first came in, he was promoting Frampton, doing McCluskey shows as well in Belfast. He was generally a breath of fresh air. He was bringing something a bit new, a bit different. But over the years, it has become quite money-orientated and narrative-driven. And I think sometimes the basic fights have suffered. And also, one thing I noticed with guys, this, this could be my perception, but so many careers, especially Josh Kelly, they're going so fast and we're all excited and it's an upward trajectory and all of a sudden they just grind to a halt and you don't see the guy for months on end. This seems to happen so often with Eddie. And um, if he walked away from British boxing tomorrow, it would be a shame. It wouldn't have any more fireworks, but someone else would still pick up the talent at the end of the day. Boxing wouldn't die if Eddie walked away. Yeah, absolutely. The, the short answer to the, to the question posed is that, yeah, it would, it would continue um, pretty much as normal. I mean, Frank Warren has or and will survive or could survive a nuclear apocalypse, and he'll still be he'll still be knocking about. I mean, and he's not without his faults, Smith. Sorry to interrupt you. He was the big evil before Eddie became sort of this new doctor evil as well. I'm not letting Frank get off either, but that's a debate for another day. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Like, like you say, it was breath of fresh air things, but now he's got the monopoly, as it were, on Sky. 
he's basically taking the piss. I mean, I'm on a back pay-per-view more than most, but what we've got to remember is that the guys on this call and the majority of people that listen to the, to the Boxing Asylum are not the target market for, for pay-per-view and, and Eddie Hearn, Matchroom, Sky Sports bullshit. They're just not. Um, you know, we find other means to, to watch it or in the instance of me, a lot of the time, don't watch it at all. Um, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not bleeding poverty or, or anything like that, but I've said this many a times when we talk about pay-per-view. Pay-per-view is, has a diet, has had a direct impact on my love affair with, with boxing and, and the, the demise of it. Um, it's as simple as that. I'm not up on, as up on technology as, as you guys on here and, and and I've not got access to the fights like like some people have but the the amount of of fights that I would watch if they were on my normal sky subscription which I pay you know 70 pound a month for um but I do not watch and have stopped watching on pay-per-view the amount of fights that I've not not ever seen is 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 quite alarming really for someone that contributes to 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 a to a boxing podcast and has done for a few years like I have never seen um, AJ versus Takam, White Hellenius, um, um, uh, Burnett and Parejo that that's, that was chief support on AJ versus Parker. Ryder Cox was chief support. Never watched that fight. I've never watched White versus Parker. Um, I've never watched Chisora versus Takam. Seen the finish, obviously. I never watched Campbell versus Mendy too. That was chief support for a, uh, an AJ fight. Crawler Jordan, never watched that. I've never watched White Chisora 2. I've never watched Walsh and Belotti that was um that was the chief support on that one. You know, the list goes on and on. I know the list goes on and on and on. But uh yeah, yeah. Fury Wilder. This is what I'm resorting to though now. This is what I'm resorting to. I just sit on my sofa and I text a couple of people, including you guys, has anyone got a dodgy link? And then I just watch the main event and then I just bugger off. Um, I, I, I'm not. I'm not watching the the undercards, or I'm not inve- not invested, not invested in it. And that's, you know, and it's all well and good him sitting on there saying, "Oh, well, if you don't like the pay per view, don't buy it." But that's me. That that's that has that has impacted me. I mean, life life goes on. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy as Larry, but that has impacted me. This pay per view proliferation and the downgrading of pay per views is, is has had a direct impact on me. And you know, it's it's a shame. It is a shame. Um, I, you know, as I said, I think I said the other week, um, I referred to Mr. Dale Nichols, friend of the pod, who's got some some stats and, and keeps a record um, of the of the pay per views. To be fair, um, since the brilliant fight between uh, Tony Bellew and uh, Flores in October 2016, there's been um, and up to including this year, so the rest of the rest of this year, up to including that. So in the in the um, four and a bit years since then, there's been seven um, male world title fights, um, British British world title fights on on Sky Sports. In that time, so since October 2016, there's been 22 pay per views, and that does include the three that, that that outstand this year. So you know, in just over just over four years, to have been um, to have been 22 pay per views, it is insane and. And like I say, we're not the target market, so we kind of switch off for it. There was a stage whereby hardcore fans were, would, including me, would be outraged when you know um, a, a White and Chisora gets gets announced for pay per view, and there's not a world title on the line. That was in 2018. Now it's all it's you know it's all, it's almost par for the course. I mean, there's uh, <coughs> as I ranted about over the weekend, 
there's three pay-per-views left this year. You know, it's just over um, it's just uh, over eight weeks, and there's three pay-per-views left this year, including this weekend. And two of them, I've not even got a world title fight on it, particularly as the main event. I mean, we've had um, two Bellew Hay pay-per-views, no world title on the line, obviously. Um, we've got uh, White Povetkin, one and two, no world title. Usyk Chisora, no world title. I mean, Chisora's, I mean, I, mean, I sound like a broken record. Chisora's lost nine fights, and it wasn't so long ago that people were saying Usyk wasn't a, wasn't a sell-over here because he don't speak English. Well, next time you, next time you look. He's headlining his second pay per view in 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 uh, on these shores in in just over a year, I believe, a couple of years. So it's yeah, it's just crazy. The like I say, it used to be um, the criteria used to be for fights that couldn't be made without pay per view. Um, you would do what you would do well to convince me that the likes of White Chisora, White Povetkin, etc., can, can can no longer be made without pay per view. It, it, it's it's completely out of control. Um, it's completely out of control, to be honest, but. You know, I've 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 been here moaning about it for, for for months and months on end. I mean, in in um we we're getting the last um uh, standard Sky uh, world title fight we had was um Smith against Ryder. The next one after that's going to be Saunders against Murray. I mean, Saunders at Saunders and Murray is an absolute shocker. It is a, whichever way you look at it, it's a shocker. Um, yeah, this is this is what we've been left with. Um, and I think that, as as you guys have alluded to, if he can make his money and, and get out, um, I could I could see that happening. Going on the celebrity circuit, um, he is good at what he does. We, what we have to remember is Matchroom and Eddie Hearn. Like, as I keep saying, that we're not the target market. He don't really care what we think, but he's good at what he does in terms of selling a narrative. It's almost turning into the WWF Vince McMahon days, to be honest. Um, and yeah, I'll, and this Saturday, another example, I'll sit on my phone, I'll text you guys about 10, half 10, anyone got a link, I'll watch the main event and then I'll, and then I'll move on. I, I think Usyk will completely box rings around Chisora and, and we'll stop him.